Hello and welcome to Research Roundup brought to you by the Primary Care Collaborative Cancer Clinical Trials Group, PC4. I'm Christy Milley and each month we'll be looking at what's new in cancer in primary care research and I'll be talking to authors of recent publications and presentations. Today we're speaking with Andy Abajule, a PhD student in the Cancer Survivorship Research Group at the University of Queensland. Andy has recently published a systematic review titled Outcomes of Cancer Survivorship Education and Training for Primary Care Providers in the Journal of Cancer Survivorship. Welcome, Andy. Thank you very much, Christy. Could you give us a little bit of background about what we already know about cancer survivorship education programs and where does primary care fit in? Yeah, sure. So historically, cancer survivorship education has largely been directed at the health professionals in acute cancer care and the specialist oncology workforce. So we know that that's in part because of the in the past, the role of primary care providers across cancer care has mainly focused on issues like prevention and early detection. So now there's increased recognition of the importance of primary care providers and the follow-up of cancer survivors. So now cancer survivors often report that primary care practices are more accessible than specialist oncology care, that they feel more comfortable discussing physical and psychosocial well-being with their family GPs who know about more about the history. There's increased continuity and satisfaction with care and so on and so on. So because of this, you really do need to make sure that primary care professionals are well-trained and that they're capable and competent in survivorship care delivery. So that's really the purpose of our review was to um, look at what's been done in literature and conduct a systematic evaluation of existing survivorship education programs targeted toward the primary care workforce so that we could evaluate these education programs and actually determine the impact and the outcomes of specific education program components, and then establish more specific actionable recommendations as well. And so the review that you've done uh, covered papers that were published over the past 15 years. Could you just briefly take us through what type of papers you were looking for? Yeah, sure. So our review really was looking at evaluating the outcomes of cancer survivorship programs directed at primary care providers. So we were really looking at programs and studies that had recorded the results of their education. So more specifically, the inclusion criteria was, you know, number one, um, studies that had described an education program. So a program that had educational activities, tasks and predetermined learning objectives. Second criteria was really looking at the education program had to be about survivorship care and we defined survivorship care using the quality of cancer survivorship framework. The third criteria was really looking at the survivorship education program had to be specifically directed to primary care practitioners and providers or just have PCPs or primary care providers as a learner type. So for example, if a study had reported an education program that had eight primary care physicians that attended a workshop, we would include that kind of study. And then most importantly, the last criteria was really making sure that the study or the program had to really report some form of results or outcomes as well. Uh, Andy, you touched there on the quality of cancer survivorship framework, and I noticed that you also used the Kirkpatrick's four-level evaluation model. Why did you choose these and what different domains are included in the cancer survivorship care framework in particular? Yeah, so the quality of cancer survivorship care framework was used to define survivorship care and to guide article inclusion. So we use this framework as it provided detailed information to guide the classification 
and the categorization of survivorship content. So education programs were considered to be about survivorship care if they contained at least one of the core domains that were listed inside this framework. So the quality of cancer survivorship care framework is quite extensive, but just briefly, domains touch on cancer and cancer treatment, so such as the prevention, the surveillance or recurrence of new cancers. They touch on general health care, so looking at the surveillance and management of chronic medical conditions that often occur after treatment or pre-existing conditions as well. And then it touched on contextual domains, so clinical structure, communication, decision-making, care coordination. So essentially, if any of us, any study included any one of these domains, they were considered to be about survivorship care. We also use the Kirkpatrick's four-level evaluation model to sort of categorise the outcomes of the survivorship education program. So it's a well-known model, and it really goes into four main levels of learning evaluation, So it looks at reaction or the views of learning and the experience and the presentation of content. So that's really looking at what are the reaction of primary care providers when they undergo the program. Touches on learning as well. So were there any changes in attitudes, confidence? Was there any acquisition of knowledge, any acquisition of skills from the survivorship education program? It also looks at the transfer of knowledge or actual behavior change. So did participants who participated in a survivorship workshop, for example, was there a willingness of learners to apply their knowledge and skills to practice, to their primary care practice? And then also looked at the results, so changes in organisational practice, and then also the benefits to patients as well. And how many studies were you able to include in your review and, and where did these come from? Yeah, so we included 24 articles and they represented and evaluated 21 unique survivorship education programs. So the majority of these programs, or 15, were from the USA. One was developed in Germany, two in Canada, and then three in Australia as well. And you note in your limitations that there was a high risk of bias with these studies that you've included. Could you maybe just give us a little bit of extra detail on your quality assessment and why the risk of bias was high? Yeah, so the majority or really all the studies were single group design and had no comparators. So three of those studies were post-test only design. And that means that investigators delivered the survivorship education program, whether it was a, a workshop or a course or an online education program. And then they asked participants to complete a knowledge survey or a questionnaire. So a major limitation to this sort of the study design is the lack of a control or a comparison group. There really is no way to determine that any of the outcomes were actually as a result of the education program. And um, the majority of remaining studies as well were all pre-test, post-test studies. So these studies did measure outcomes before and after survivorship education program delivery. However, there was no control group or any other comparison. Um, Another major limitation across most of the studies was that they were all self-reported. So the PCP learners that were engaging in in education content, they reported the outcomes themselves, which kind of increases the self-rate of bias as well. Yeah. And did you find any key similarities or differences between these different education programs? Yeah, we did find that intended survivorship content did differ across all programs. So we had some programs that were looking at specific symptoms, such as fear of recurrence or the utilisation of survivorship care plans. There were some programs that were looking at specific cancer groups, so breast cancer, prostate cancer, cervical cancer, colon cancer. 
and also childhood cancer as well. And then there were uh, programs that were sort of more general cancer survivorship. So they weren't looking at specific symptoms or specific cancer types. They were just looking at cancer survivorship more generally. We also did find that there were a variety of approaches to survivorship education. So we had quite a few studies that were self-directed online, web-based courses. And we did have some in-person courses and in-person workshops and lectures and clinical placement programs as well. And our last question is always about the take-home message of your study. So what would you like our listeners to take away? And are there any future recommendations based on the results of this review? Yeah, so as a result of our review, we actually propose seven key recommendations for developing and evaluating survivorship education programs. So our review did find that there is a range of survivorship education programs for primary care providers in non-published literature. There is a lot out there, but only a few of these programs actually include some sort of program evaluation. So our first recommendation really was that collaborative efforts need to be dedicated to the development of studies, which incorporate some robust evaluations of survivorship programs and kind of measure the impact and the sustainability of impacts of the education at the patient level as well. Some further recommendations were that future educational programs should really utilise an evidence-based survivorship framework and incorporate evidence-based learning and teaching approaches as well. And then finally, that we really need to do more research to tailor the education, survivorship education, to primary care providers. And we can do that by establishing a minimum set of educational requirements to increase the relevance of survivorship education to primary care practice. So the take-home message really from this review is that there is a lot out there, which is quite promising, but we really need to do more just to make sure that the survivorship education programs are more tailored to primary care practice as well. Wonderful. Thank you so much for your time today, Andy. Thank you, Chrissy. Thanks for downloading Research Roundup produced by PC4. You can access the articles and other information in our show notes. Please let us know what you think about this episode by emailing us at info at pc4tg.com.au or keep in touch via Twitter where you'll find us at PC4TG. And there's also our website, which is pc4tg.com.au.